Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to DocuSweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and salacious world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, honey, which is improv which is scripted, which is a hybrid, it's everything. But at the end of the day, hopefully mildly sweet. Hi! Hello, so we're here to finally end the uh, saga that is the... Murdaw Murders, a Southern Scandal. Mm-hmm. Episode three, it's called No Secrets Are Safe. And this is in reference to Alex Murdaugh because once he went down, once that there was even a whiff of suspicion, every single skeleton that is on any kind of public record came out of that closet of dancing like that cartoon from the 1980s with Disney when it's like all the skeletons come walking out of the closet. Um, And it's quite like interesting. It was like, you know, this is a little bit of the the late uh, 2020s, early 2020s like drama. I, I I'm going to tell you right now, I don't remember a lot of the dramas of the 2000s. I don't remember a lot of the dramas of the 2010s, but I'm going to lock these dramas in. You know, I, so says you, and then 10 years we'll be like, remember the Murdoz? You'd be like, who? Yeah. <laughs> Every time. I know. Every you time. know, it's interesting. Yeah, like they... they it, <clears throat> We would never know about them. They're not rich enough or more power enough to really know. They're just how just powerful in a microcosm of a of America that made their lives easy for this amount of years that they thought they could literally get away with murder when their last name is almost spelled identically. I mean, like you know that, and so that alone reeks of privilege, which is lol. You know, like, um, but yeah, so. Having said that, this has been a very uh, good docuseries, three parts, um, that is really focused on some of the victims, specifically, mostly through the eyes of the people that were on the boat that Paul was driving when Mallory Beach was killed. And of course, she is how we begin the documentary and and a little bit of uh, the two. But, you know, and that's that's a decided choice, knowing that, you know, we're going to also lose Paul and Maggie. And that's why Alec is on trial right now. And this episode, since we got into the actual Paul and Maggie in episode two, now, as Wa says, is like the lights come on and there's like more roaches and dead bodies. Like, you know, and we didn't know, honey. And then we just like, we didn't realize the stench was coming from the closet. And there's another dead body in the closet. So it starts off by, you know, really diving into the body of a young boy that's found in the middle of the road. Um, basically, he we, there's a 911 call, and there's many in this docuseries. A lot of drone footage, a lot of 911 calls in this, you know, southern gothic tale. Um, and this is the death of Stephen Smith, who is a local child kid. Uh, this is like a, probably like a teen at the time who was in class with Buster. Of course, it's a very small town everyone knows each other you know so um why this body is interesting is that it's right in the middle of the road but it's not a hit and run and it's a blunt force trauma which means that this person was killed and then placed in the middle of the road and has never been touched by a car yep it's just so interesting 
that they were allowed to kind of sweep this incident under the rug because the police had no evidence to prove anything besides like rumors of a of a small town that possibly Stephen and Buster had some uh, relations. And the um, the speculation is, and I don't know if it's speculation or just something that they've said, like, this is what happened, that Stephen's car ran out of gas. And um, Paul and Buster and a couple of other softball buddies were driving home from a game. And they may or, not, may or may not have passed Steven. They may or may not have stopped and either attacked him or did something to him, which caused his death. And then the two um, Murdaugh boys may or may not have called their grandfather and their father to have done something to it to make it seem like Steven just was a victim of a hit and run. Um, and so it's like, I don't know how we got that information that there was a softball game and that Buster blah, 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 blah. Um, but that is what the rumor is. And um, the, because nobody would speak up and nobody would say what they actually knew, nobody on the baseball team would say like, hey, this is, you know, because I imagine it's a bunch of kids. And, you know, people when um, certain folk feel entitled to be able to um, really degrade gay people, LGBT community, black people, women, all kinds of things. And when you're in some kind of like vacuum of testosterone and masculinity and nonsense, um, things can happen, you know, as they say, boys will be boys. And so sometimes people die, sometimes people get raped, sometimes people, like things happen to people. And, you know, this, this, these, I'm sure that the boys who are involved in this or would take this shit to their grave, <laughs> like they're just gonna take it to their grave. So we'll never really know what happened. We know that it was more than just Buster and Paul. And um, the girlfriend Morgan was letting us know that uh, to be gay in the Murdoch family was absolutely abhorrent. So if Buster was playing around with Steven, um, he couldn't, it couldn't be known publicly. Yes. And as we know, at this time, Buster, I think, is still going to law school. And Paul isn't. Paul has been known as the black sheep of the family. It's already been happening. You know, like... I think, oh, 2000, is this 2000? I'm hoping this is when this is. Maybe not. Maybe this. Maybe they're not in law school yet. Just kidding. So, so sorry. But I think probably uh, there's a feeling that I had before that Buster has always been the fa the favored child, at least by Alec. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <clears throat> there's mentions later and before Paul having had only a good relationship with Gloria, which is the nanny that he, uh, you know, like raised him, you know, and that Gloria was the only person that gave him love and that he felt he was the black sheep. And, um, by the, sh you know, by the sheer, by the sheer, shearing of the truth, sheep. by the shearing of the sheep and getting no, some shearing, by the sheer truth that only Buster survives makes me feel like he's his dad's favorite son <laughs> and family member, family member, because he kind of looks like him and he's the one that's still alive. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's wild. Um, so the family of Steven, like they're at a loss. They don't know what happened. They love their yeah. son. And so they hire a private investigator to do some research to figure out what's going on. And that private investigator could not get any, um, any solid information. And so that's why we have what we have, but nothing more. So the story just disappeared. Okay. The, yeah. the local newspaper ran the story, um, but they never specifically said like who the person was. Um, they never said like, oh, it is. <laughs> what is happening? 
No, what is it? Is it me? I don't know what you, oh, is it? Okay, for the guys listening on the podcast, Chris did something to her screen, right? And she zoomed in. So I said, oh, if you want to zoom in, I'll zoom us both in. And so now we're zoomed in, but she is super zoomed in. So Patreon, lucky you got to see this. You see her freak out. Anyways, um, so yeah, the local newspaper runs it, but they don't say who it is. They just say the death of Stephen and it's a prominent family. And, um, it is, and you know, but nobody wants to come out and say something. And then in 2018, girl, there is another death. So that was 2015. Now we have 2018. And then we have Gloria Satterfield. Gloria Satterfield has been working for the Murdoffs for at least 18 years. Okay. She basically raised Paul. Not basically, she did. Because Paul didn't feel like his parents loved him as much as, um, as Chris was saying, as Buster. And so yeah. Gloria goes to work at the, I think the Moselle property as normal. And um, she gets there. She waves to the gardener. She get, walks up the steps. Wait, I want to say this. I'm going to get right to there and you can finish. She has what she always has in the morning, honey. She's been doing this gig for a second. She stops by Mickey D's every morning, honey. She gets a McBreakfast, like uh, Egg McMuffin sandwich, and she gets a coffee, honey. She's like, has an iced coffee. She has like a bag, a McDonald's bag. It probably has a couple fries. Left. You know, like, you know, the exact smell. She's walking up with her McDonald's bag and a cup of coffee. Wow. And uh, somehow miraculously, she falls straight backward and cracks her head on the steps and goes into some kind of coma. And 911 is called and Alec Murdaugh is the one who calls 911. And he says, yes, Gloria fell. Oh, no, Maggie calls 911. And she's like, um, my housekeeper fell. And they're like, yeah, what's her name? Uh, Gloria, like, what's her last name? I don't know how long has she been working for you? Can you just get somebody over here to help me? I'm like, Maggie is so like, <laughs> she, I think she did it. I think she pushed Alec. I think she pushed. Oh my God, you guys. Chris, I just need you to stop making faces at it. It's happening. I don't know why. Stop reacting. Stop reacting. I just keep thinking you think I'm doing it. And I just want to show no, you my I know you're not doing it. I know you're not doing it. But stop. Reacting. Okay. So anyways, so um, here's, here's what everybody thinks. I'm just going to sum it up because we don't have the time to go through this. We're going to get this done in like the next 20 minutes. Okay. Basically what the theory is, is that Gloria found pills because Alec is like a straight up 60 pills a day opioid addicted person, right? She finds the pills. She wants to tell Maggie, but she feels like Maggie might think she's a snoop. So she tells Paul because she, that's her baby. So Paul finds out, Paul confronts his father makes his father detox. Now, um, they know that Maggie knows, which is why, and they know that Gloria knows. And so they must get rid of her because they don't want her telling her like yuppie, not yuppie, her like yuck, yuck family about what's happening in the Murdaugh house, right? And Maggie is so crazy when she calls 911. Like the 911 person is trying to ask information from her. And she's just like, um, I already did what I was supposed to do. So I don't want to be on this call anymore. So if you could just send somebody, I don't have any information. I'm like, girl, that lady has been working for you for years. She raised your youngest child. How are you not having like an Ari and Benium like nanny mother relationship? Why aren't you guys best friends? Why aren't you, why don't you know everything about Gloria and her boys? Why haven't you guys commiserated on that? It is, it is crazy to me. Like you, you, listen, I could see if Gloria wore a uniform and you're like, okay, this is a real fancy situation. Gloria wears a uniform. There's a full staff. 
and like it's really professional so you don't really pay attention to who's on your staff but this woman comes to your house with jeans and mcdonald's every morning you know something about her she leaves her older sons at home. She goes and raises your sons and she's been raising them the, their whole life. And I bet you, I mean, you know, it, it's like, this is what's different. Maggie's sister. So when, like we did a live in the Patreon where we realized after uh, I had watched it that I wanted to know Maggie's family side and Maggie's sister testified in the trial. So we watched it. Maggie's sister paints a picture of Maggie as being a doting, loving mom and nothing but nothing but going to the games being a being around you know like having a comfortable life yes so able to be around making it a big thing where they just wanted to spend time over and over together you know so now this tale makes you feel like what happened here was it yes the fact that you know gloria found the pills was there also a situation where she was like, you know, making Paul feel like his parents, you know, like were bad people and was, was, you know, Maggie embarrassed? Was Maggie jealous of the relationship with Lori and Paul? Was, you know, Maggie drunk? Here's another thing. Not only does Maggie not answer simple questions about Gloria, like how old she is and how she snaps at the operator. When the EMT people come, they have to adjust Gloria's body when they come because her legs are still over her head. So she they she fell from the stairs, right? Like walking upstairs. So she falls back and her legs are still above her head, which means no one even ran down for a moment to be like, I don't have to tell you, like if, you know, like I'd run down and be like, oh my God, you know, I just run down and you would have to like, move i would like inherently move her legs down like so she's horizontal which is what the emt people are like we had to literally move her head legs to be horizontal now this is also the trashiest craziest part also there's a lot of trashy crazy parts so then the cops interview the mt people and they're like so when you're there like was alec murdoch there and he's like no he wasn't there and he's like so you take the body and like he takes it away he's like yes so then the police interview alec right and they're like yeah, like Alec, what happened? He's like, yeah, you know, no, yeah, no one saw the actual accident, but she did infer to me that it was the, the dogs that did it before she left. <laughs> Alec, first of all, Alex wasn't there. Second of all, like Gloria didn't like whisper to him in his ear, like as he's like, uh, Gloria, Gloria, Miss Gloria, what's happening? And she's like, it was dog. <laughs> Then like passes out and is never, never awake again, goes to the hospital and dies two days later. It is crazy. So you all know that he ended up stealing money, right? He sued himself on behalf of Gloria Satterfield and then didn't give the family not near a money. Wait, one more thing. He had just taken out a huge insurance. Okay. So not only did she die less than a year after finding those pills, she dies also, I think three months after he took a huge insurance policy out on the property so all he did is have to sue himself knowing the insurance will like cover the cover the cost and paul then brags about that to his like hot girlfriend he loves yeah and he's like yeah my, my dad did this great thing right but he doesn't know that his dad is like a pill popping crazy person who's like i don't know do, siphoning and putting money somewhere because we don't know where how all the money is so anyways after that the people start to like think, right? These law enforcements, I think some people who aren't underneath the um, family uh, payroll or or maybe his, maybe the great-grandpappy or the grandpappy was like, look, 
Malik is doing too much. I, again, I really do feel like the, that branch of the Murdoch family is just like a super spoiled side that just got away with too much. I wonder how many dead bodies or how many things that, how many, how many things, what did Alec do in his childhood? Mm-hmm. I feel like he's been a menace since the beginning, a little red haired Dennis the menace. Yeah, I, exactly. I feel like if his two sons managed to kill two people and his wife managed to kill someone, then Alex and his youth mother, and he killed his own. Alex must have killed 45 people before yeah. he turned the age 13. Yeah. I mean, you know, he must have been as a fucking psycho with a gun and a truck, just like, you know, running over cows, you know, at two, you know, what a nightmare. Yeah. And I wish that they, I wish that whoever these people who did the documentary, you guys, this documentary was it was it was great information, but the pacing of it was weird. The way that they structured it, it it's almost like what they should have done is just given us one episode on Mallory, one full episode on, no, they should have done it in chronological order. They should have given us one full episode on Steven, one full episode on Mallory, and then one full episode on like Gloria Satterfield, and then given us another like season two where we talk about specifically Paul and Maggie's death. And so that we as the reviewers have like a very specific idea about all the victims that are involved. It's just, I mean, out of the three episodes and an episode and a half is about Mallory. Yeah. I mean, that that doesn't even end up what we end up dealing with as far as Alec goes. Like Paul is out of the scene shortly after Mallory. So that could have been its own like two arc episode and then we could have done like season three you know what I mean like they could have really like I mean maybe it could have been the participants too because these people still have to live in this county so maybe it was hard to get people to talk about it um but it was just interesting to to me like that was it so because of that they reopened the case um because of Gloria's death they reopened the case on Stephen's death um because they needed to like look and see like there was some evidence that they got there something was fishy um and then Alex was found to be stealing from the firm so he was fired then this man got desperate um so he Alex Murdaugh um and and kind of jumping over because in between Gloria and uh him hiring his buddy Eddie to shoot him on the side of the road <laughs> is the death of Paul and Maggie yeah but that's what the docuseries does it that's not wild like that is how it goes so it's like we've already talked about that and so since we started with the boat then we talked about that now we're talking about glory it's like so we will never really talk about them well okay then we talk about the after effects of the murder i mean i wonder if they did that in a way because of the the trial was still happening i don't know it's it's a weird i mean it's weird so basically now after the murders of paul and maggie this is national news okay it's already now national news so after that we find out two weeks later, there's a 911 call and it's from Alec that he pulled over the side of the road to fix a fucking flat, flat tire and someone shot him, but he's like very much alive. He just like can't drive. Yeah, he pulled over to the side of the road. He was drinking flat tire beer, had a flat tire, a fat tire beer, had a flat tire, then called 911 and said, hey, I've been shot. I don't know, I'm okay. And then at some other point, he's like waving on the road and these two passerbyers just drove by, but they called 911. They're like, hey, there's a guy on highway um, 1219 and um, where people keep the city clean. <laughs> call it nut-bush. I don't know. Nut-bush city limits. Okay. So anyway, so he's <laughs> nut bush city. Okay. So anyways, so he's on the side of her waving his arms, bleeding. And this lady was like, listen, it looked like a setup, but if it isn't, go help that man. 
And so just so many 911 calls. And then um, they're like, he's like, Alex Murdoch, Alex Murdoch. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I'm, I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding pretty bad. So then the first story, and this is where I pick it up. This is where I first find out about the Murdoch murders when it was the man on the side of the road who hired his drug dealer friend to shoot him. And I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. that I, this entire time, thought, thought that the drug dealer friend was an older black man and how relieved I was that he was not. <laughs> oh yeah. I think I had seen a picture of what, you know, this guy that it, I don't know if they talked about in the documentary, but they, they said in a different thing that he was someone who Alec had gotten off on a charge for like drug blobbity blue back in the day. And that at that time became a Alex drug dealer and or, kind of like a like a sinister shady character who would do bidding for him of a lower level nature yeah 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 so it says that a a few days after he told the story about this man coming he said that he had a flat tire this guy stopped over to help him and shot him and then drove off right he survived then it unraveled and then it came out that it was he hired somebody to shoot him so the person who did it was going to be in trouble for um, assisted suicide which i did not know that was a crime um, um yeah you can't yeah you're not supposed to kill yourself oh interesting oh yeah, yeah there was a, that's why euthanasia isn't allowed in a lot in some places yeah you know what let me tell you for the longest time yeah i didn't know that euthanasia was what it was i thought people were saying youth in asia no like, well, don't say that to me. oh well that's okay we've all done it we've all you're like you know, it's not legal euthanasia. You're like the whole time you're like, oh my God. Yeah, no. Until you're like 17, you can't live in Asia. No, <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, I don't understand what that means. Like, why is it? What is that? And then somebody was like, oh no, it's spelled euthanasia. And I was like, oh, euthanasia. <laughs> okay. that makes sense. But anyways. um, That's so funny. So yeah, he, then he got his friend to do it, right? The friend says, no, I did not conspire to do anything with him. First of all, if I would have had shot at him, he would have been a deaded. So guess what? That's how much of a great country marksman I'm as. And so he's like, he's like, Eddie was like, listen, it felt like a setup. I got there. He tried to, it felt like it was, he was trying to tussle with me and set me up. And so I got out of there. He, he fought with me over the gun uh, and I left. It's never really clear what Eddie says that he did do and why Alec was bleeding. <laughs> but he was like, I basically would have killed him if I meant to. So um, then it's like, okay, we see that Eddie has a bunch of checks from Alec uh, mm-hmm. before the deaths of Paul and Maggie and after the deaths of Paul and Maggie. And they're all for less than $10,000. And then the theory was, is that he had paid Eddie this money for Oxycontin. So one reporter did his due diligence and did the math. And he was like, um, first of all, that was enough Oxycontin every day for 114 years. Mm-hmm. They did not buy Oxycontin with that. And so the mystery still remains is what did he pay Eddie for? Did Eddie kill Paul and Maggie? And why did Eddie kill Paul and Maggie? Yeah. Did, did um, Alec want to get rid of Paul and Maggie happened to stumble upon it and then got herself killed? So it's like all of these questions and, um, the dude gets off business is suicide and then we have the raid of moselle and guns get pulled out and some youtuber is there on the side of the road with his damn drone and we're like who is this youtuber and why is he relevant we find out that no autopsy was done on gloria and uh that gloria was death was ruled as natural and the family got not a single cent of the money 
Um, and so guys, this is all the information that they're just regurgitating and throwing at us in this last episode. It doesn't make any sense. Well, like for instance, I thought the YouTuber thing was so weird. I was like, oh gross. So you just like follow murder scenes and try and do your own snooping like in like what if you're gonna like i don't know it's just like he's like yeah so then i put my drone up there and i found out that there were guns and it was like crazy i thought it's such a scoop there's guns i'm like is that a scoop though what we've all kind of found out though guys like should they be shot like, so they weren't they weren't shot with hearts out of their fucking like you know eyes like some sort of like cartoon you know falling in love stare they were shot with a gun a one rifle and one you know shotgun or whatever the hell it is right yeah this wasn't a peppy Le Pew situation nor yeah. was this a care bear stare so yeah. definitely guns were involved yeah like the, the why is that yeah, first of all that was the first time that zoom actually worked in like favorite i need you to stop for you <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this right now. I I don't care. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Um, I love you guys so much. I'd always be real for you. Um, you would be so weirded out too if your computer just suddenly in a zoom just jumped in and out of a close up to you and you just like saw like just I mean nostril hairs and then back down to nostril. You would you would be weirded out too, but I'm doing it professional for you. So basically, yeah, that's a weird part. We don't that YouTuber doesn't need to be there. And now, like you know, yeah, like they are talking about the investigation of the murder, and now they know that. Alec is fucking crazy because he tried to like tell that some man had shot him and his, his attorney firm has like, um, you know, basically kicked him out and Gloria's sons now know that the settlement that Alec was paid never went to them. So it's like all these things. How that means like, well, I thought about this for a second. What if, what, what if he, what if Alex thought that he could like, redo what he did with gloria which is kill people on his property and get insurance money again like what if he was like i'm like was there life i'm like i i know that he ended up getting a life insurance for himself and that was one of the reasons why he tried to stage his own death so that he that buster would just come into a lot of money because for some reason alex thinks that money is the end-all be-all and will solve a bunch of problems when it seems like you are had all the money in the world and it just fucked you up really hardcore yeah, i mean i think truthfully it has solved a lot of problems for him and his family throughout time so it's true. like what else last ditch effort i mean but grandpa is still alive so you don't think buster would have got some kind of inheritance right i mean you're right, you're they, right. they wouldn't have lost moselle i mean he, like i said he's a, he, he was just being extremely short-sighted and i can only imagine like having that much access to privilege and wealth and power and it's not just yeah when you're wealthy a certain amount of privilege comes around a certain amount of power but when you have all three of them in abundance without like, you know, if they had lost their money, they would still have power because they would have sway with people. So mm -hmm. it's like they had all of three in abundance for generation. And I just I we you and I could never understand what that is like. Speak for yourself, Wah. I'm still of marrying age and I'll see what happens. If Maggie can do it, so can I. Now let me tell you this. I want now so badly to know what fucking you know, Grandpa McMurdoch thinks, you know, like, I just like so badly want his statement. So, you know, like, yeah, as we like, you know, dip dive through things, it's so funny because as, as uh, Gloria dies, you know, Maggie is shopping, you know, before she dies and people are like, oh, there goes old Maggie murder, you know, like, and when, but when people, everyone in the whole town, like has no problem being like, I did hear that Buster was probably dealing with Steven. Like, Pete, everyone over the town is just like, that's a fucked up family, and they're just fucking up everywhere and killing everyone all, and then their last name is murder. Yeah. 
So when this happens, it's so funny. Like now that we've been watching the trial, watching the docuseries is so interesting because Alec looks like a different person throughout all this footage. And the man that's like rotting away in prison and losing, he, he's, he looks like an alone contestant. I mean, yeah. yeah. That man has lost yep. like 150 pounds at least. Yes. Yes. I mean, like, I don't know. He just like, he, he appetite is gone, gone, gone. One of the, yeah. One of the crazier parts um, of this documentary is, okay. So wait, let me just go back. So yeah. Um, let me say this. So finally, when they start to get the guns from the home and, you know, they are putting everything together and they are going to bring up Gloria from the dead of the ground and, you know, be able to see what the happened, you know, with the, the autopsy. Um, now it's starting to unravel and finally their privilege and like all of the luck that they've had to just skirt things for years is, re- is catching up with them because it's just, there's, it's national news. And, they're, and like, it's funny because as powerful as they are in this one microcosm, like in a national way, like, fuck these people who cares you know like in that in that kind of sense you can't just like keep doing it i mean whatever so he doesn't get bail he goes to prison and then the docuseries has um a bunch of pre-recorded calls between dad and son and we'll know two things a they reported that buster and his dad like two months after the after the murders, before he was in, they he went to jail, like went drinking together. These phone calls are of a dad and son who seem to have a kind of chill relationship. They called you like, hey, hey, how are you? Oh, good. I mean, you know, they like just like, what are you up to this weekend? Oh, you know, just like gonna hang low. Oh, are they gonna make a Netflix? They made a Netflix. Like, it's just it's a, such a weird conversation, and it feels like. It, very much Alec feels like I'm a victim and I shouldn't be in here. And Buster's like, uh, yeah, dad, it sucks. I also like, um, don't even care about you. Cause I'm just like, so in my own life. And I can't believe I have to talk to like my parent. It was like, it's yeah, such a- it, Buster went to like Las Vegas and was like selling off assets and gambling and shit and like got caught. Yeah. And his dad was like, how'd they know it was you? He's like, well, I guess I'm a national figure or something. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this is like, yeah, they're over here just acting up and now everybody knows who their little country bumpkin asses are. And yeah. no matter how much money they have, they're going to be these twanging Murdochs. And he's like, uh, yeah, uh, so, you know, are they still trying to like link the Gloria shit to me? That bullshit, you know, that ain't, you're still trying to do all that? What does Sled say? And Buster's like, uh, uh, Sled hasn't said anything, but in his mind, I know he's like, they're recording this and I'm not going to say anything that's going to get me in trouble. So... like alec is still operating as though like he's above the law or like the system has usually worked for him so like obviously this is all going to be like fiddle faddle and nonsense in a few months and buster is like yeah i mean i guess you got caught in the fine i mean i want to know what buster thinks if buster founds out that his father actually killed his mother and his brother like is he going to care what kind of people are these people you know yeah, it's so yeah. Or they're just like psychos. I mean, because they could be psychos, like for real. They could have they could have gotten some weird psychopath gene. I think it's psycho that Alex Murda is a is a trial lawyer and has no problem like like doesn't know how you know footage evidence works. You know, like he he lies and yeah, he, he just like he he just think that someone would be smarter. If that's all sort of job is to like, you know, he's a lawyer. He's like living in court all the, all the time. But he, you know, he, his, his trial was a fucking mess and spoiler alert, uh, he <laughs> was found guilty, you know? So, 
and there's nothing to be said. It's like, it's, that's what it is. I, they have a lot of evidence. So yeah. So the evidence to be said is that he said that pretty much his story is this. He says, Oh yeah, no, I, they were in the kennels, like with the dogs. And I was like napping, uh, during that time. And then like, I was going to go visit my parents. And then what ends up happening is they find, because Snapchat, I guess, is what the kids are still using on his Snapchat, his dad's Snapchat, point. his regular video. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So his dad, if you hear his dad's voice at a timestamp, that's like one minute before. <laughs> I mean, like so short that it's not that like, even if he was napping and he could not have walked from the nap to the kennels because the kennels are on a, a different part of the property. You know what I'm saying? Like he was there. So during the trial, they don't talk about this in the docuseries, but during the trial, they're like, so you lied about that? And he's like, yeah, I lied because, you know, I'm on the Oxycontin, so much Oxy. So I'm like panicking all the time. I'm just like really um, panicky and uh, uh, paranoid. So that's why I lied. I don't know how people function on Oxycontin. Like... I had some narcotics when I was, uh, after my surgery. And let me tell you, it right. was great. Okay. I personally have so much stress and anxiety at all time. Like I'm always worried about money. I'm always worried about a myriad of things, mental health, all the things. And I can tell you that first week, and I only had like five pills or like six pills. And I would like wait till I like, couldn't take it anymore. And then I would take it and I would tell my sister like how I was feeling. <laughs> like I'd be like, so I, I feel like blah, blah, blah. And she would just be dying because I'm like, I, this is the only time I'm going to feel this way. Uh, Cause I can't feel like this all the time. So I might as well tell somebody what I feel like. What did you feel like? Huh? Could you, yeah. What did you feel like? Well, I mean, it was like, I would be in excruciating pain, like lower region, just like cramps and like oh my god it felt like i was just like rip, ripped asunder and um all of a sudden it would be gone and i would be giggling like everything would be funny i would like watch tv and things would just be like hilarious and then i'd be like hey i just feel like if i whip my head too fast it's gonna fall off like it was just like stuff like that so i'm like how, how if you're not in actual pain what does that feel like and also, like, I would never even, at the time, I'd be like, oh, I can't drive. Oh, I can't drive. Like, I'm very, like, I was very aware that I was high. So those people who just, like, operate in that space to where you're taking, like, 60 pills a day, I think that's it, that man took, 60? Like, I take, you know, five pills and vitamins in the morning, me and Debbie. We take vitamins in the morning and vitamins in the night. And taking the four at night, I'm like, oh, who's Debbie? Debbie and Oshama? Oh, what she takes five four. Are yelling at me? Because <laughs> like, it's like you know, I feel like you're gonna have like a new best friend, and you're just suddenly gonna say the name like that. And it's gonna be, I mean, like, who's oh, you're you. First of all, why would you even think if you were to tell me that you that there was somebody in your life named Cheryl? I'm gonna tell you right now, I wouldn't think that person was your friend because I would think that person is old. So if you heard the name Debbie and thought I was talking about anybody who was my age. <laughs> just because I, just because I, <laughs> I knew that she was old. In my mind, she lives right next door to you or something. And you guys wake up every morning and you're like, hi, good morning. 
<laughs> and you, she, of course, she's older or whatever. And you just like have coffee and you're just like ready to take your rides, girl. And you're just like, yeah, like she takes like, you know, Centrum Old Silver, blah, 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 blah <laughs> 14, you know, and like a lot of calcium. And you take your like whatever you're taking, you're like your lion's mane and you're like ashganda or whatever the hell it is. And um, then at night, you're like, knock, knock. And she's like, did you have a good day? And you're like, yes, Maggie, or whatever her name is, Debbie, you know, like, yes, Debbie. And she's like, here's some tea, sweet wah. And then you both take melatonin. Maybe she takes a magnesium because she needs it to poop. Wow. That was a crazy story that you made up. Um, but that's hilarious. Um, all right. So that's basically the end. He gets in trouble and he's in jail right now. And I don't know what Buster's doing. And we are all better. The world is a safer place without the Murdaws running around committing murders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, like th there are other, I mean, we should really just check the whole family, make sure the whole family is on up and up though. You know what I'm saying? Not like, maybe that's like bad, like it's technically like proven guilty until you're innocent, but, but like, you know, maybe there should be a little, like, just a watchful eye. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, also what's the grandpa, like, I need the grandpa to like come out and say something, you know, like I need him to like wash his hands of this and like, say like, not my son. <laughs> he's not gonna do that not, not my son anymore he has he's, to you know he's got other sons to contend with he doesn't have time for the crazy one who's been killing people killing cats and other things since he was child um all right you guys thank you so much for joining us if you want to see the visuals of what you're listening to right now you can join us on patreon.com slash docusweeties and if you want to know about our social medias chris will tell you right now oh it exists on instagram at docusweeties on tiktok at docusweeties and on twitter at docusweeties one Thank you guys so much for joining us. Give us five stars if you like what we're doing. Share it with your friends. And we'll see you on our next docu-series. Bye. Bye.